Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys. Hey, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast with your host, Shannon Hansen. I was really inspired by a friend of mine where we kind of started our businesses at the same time, at least online. Like when I was starting my business online, she was starting her business online. Both of us had worked with other people prior to all of this. And she got on her Instagram stories and was like, it's been a long time since I've shared my story. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is a long time since I have shared my story about why I do what I do. And that's essentially what she was also talking about was why do we why do we show up why are we on these platforms why why are we doing the work that we're doing in the way that we're doing it and so I just like I said felt very inspired by that and I was like she is so right (laughs) she is so right I am also like in that place where I share bits and pieces of my story Um, so let's kind of dive in and this might be a multiple part series because I think in order for you guys to really understand why this is so important to me, you have to understand so many different pieces and parts of my life to, to bring this all together. So the first experience that I personally had with natural medicine was when I was 17 years old. I was having, I I grew up in conventional medicine, not conventional, in, um, yeah, conventional medicine. That's the right word. (laughs) Going to see doctors, doing well checks. Um, There was not really ever any thought behind what is natural, what is not natural. Uh, My parents ate very clean growing up. I did not have sugar, any form of like processed sugar until after I was two years old. And that only happened because we went to go on vacation and I saw grandma and grandma fed me some, some candy. So, and that was very, I would say normal, like getting a treat, getting a candy bar, eating ice cream, things like that was, was a treat for us. Um, growing and and then after that, like my parents, my mom was a vegan for a while, vegetarian, she was vegetarian. Um, for a long time. My dad, I remember 
growing up and like he would add raw eggs to his protein shakes in effort to get added protein you know protein was a big thing or is a big thing when you're trying to bulk up and this is before protein powders were as prevalent as they are today and so I I just remember very distinctly having these memories of my parents definitely taking care of themselves I grew up um one of those one of those sounds growing up was my mom would I would wake up to listen to my mom on her stationary bike and it had a big fan in the front and so me and my siblings joke that it would we would hear the whooshing sound uh in in the morning so definitely grew up with a very in a very blessed home being that like my parents were very mindful of what we were eating to the best of their ability i grew up eating weird strange things like uh calamari i remember my first time having calamari was when i was first grade um we went to a kid's uh, parent teacher conference and they had calamari out for the for the parents and i tried it and i liked it and i kept going back for more and my teachers were like you like calamari <laughs> like they were so blown away because they're like most kids will not touch that and i was like I don't know anything about like I don't know why they would it's delicious you know and I grew up eating deer heart and all kinds of stuff because my dad was a hunter so um food has never been like I've never been scared of food and I eat a wide variety of things so that's a little bit about my background at 17 like I said I went to um had my first experience with naturopathic medicine um, and holistic health. So this was, I moved, I was primarily raised by my mom. Um, I did not see my dad for over eight years. We didn't know where he was or what he was doing. And there's kind of a story behind that, but not the point of today's, <laughs> not the point of today's conversation, but I was, me and my mom were not getting along. We were not seeing eye to eye. And now as a mom and an adult, I can see how and with my own kids I can see how it is important to have both a mom and a dad because there are times in our lives where we're closer to the dad we're closer to the mom because we get different needs met by both by both parents and so I went to go live with my dad and it was probably one of the best moves for me uh, not only like physically but also spiritually because my I grew up in a pretty conservative my mom was very conservative um in our beliefs and in our thoughts so I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and we have dress codes we have different things that we should abide by yeah they're guidelines <laughs> they're guidelines I'll say it that way so my mom wanted my shorts to go to my knees and wanted me to at least have like short sleeves. She didn't want me in tank tops and things like that. And I very much was like, you tell me what a rule is. And I'm like, rules are meant to be broken. That's what I tell my husband all the time. Rules are meant to be broken. And I mean, within reason, right? Like I do know now that a lot of rules and guidelines are set forth to keep us safe. And that's what I tell my kids. We don't have rules to restrict us we have rules to keep us safe and out of harm's way and I like now that I'm a mom of four girls I can definitely see that that was 
what my mom tried to do, but my dad did that. I was not required to have the same level of like conservativeness. Is that a word? I, I wasn't required to uphold those standards with my dad the way that I was with my mom. My dad uh, stopped going to church when I was little. And um, so anyways, it was right after my 17th birthday and he thought it was appropriate for me because again, my parents were very health conscious. You go in for annual checks, you you know get things checked out, um, make sure everything is working properly or whatever. And my dad had been working with a naturopathic doctor. They discovered that he had um, gluten sensitivities over, he always thought it was dairy, but when he would eat gluten and dairy, he would react only to the dairy. And so he cut out dairy for a long time when it was actually a gluten sensitivity. And um, so that's kind of like an interesting story. So he was working with this naturopathic doctor to kind of isolate and figure out you know, what was going on with his digestive system and all these wonderful things. And he sent me to, he booked me an appointment and he sent me to this naturopathic doctor and like looking back, like it was so cool because I didn't even know or realize like anything was wrong with my body. Everything that I was experiencing was quote unquote, normal for teenage girls, <laughs> acne, heavy periods, painful periods, cramping, uh, things like that. It was all categorized as normal. And so when I went to this naturopathic doctor and they, um, I filled out like 15 pages of information that I was honestly like, I don't know the answer to this. Like I'm sitting there asking my dad, how, how often do I eat steak? How often do I eat chicken? How often do I do this? How often do that? Because I like at 17, I was not aware of what I had going on in my body, right? Like, or what I was doing. I was just going through life and dealing with things as is. So this cute little doctor, super petite, she was like really short, really petite in her frame, came in and very like, I don't want to say homely looking, but like, when I think of like a um, herbal medicine doctor or something like that, like she's the person that I that I picture in 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 my head. Someone with um, like dark brown, plain hair. They don't do their hair. They are just a little bit more um, like their hair might be frizzy, you know, like that kind of like that kind of look. And anyways. So I go in, she asks me some questions about my cycle and I'm answering them the best of my ability. I drove myself there. So I'm like literally completely alone. My dad gave me a blank check and I go to the doctor and she says, okay, let me go check on something. Leaves room, comes back in. She's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. She gives me, I don't know, five or six supplements that I'm supposed to take. Writes down on the lids, how many I'm supposed to take and how often I'm supposed to take these supplements and they give me a grocery bag and tie it up and I go up to the front and I am, they tell me my total and I write it, <laughs> I write in the number and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is a lot of money. You know, I think it's around like $180, but for me being in high school and only working part time and making, you know, like 
just above minimum wage. Like it felt like a lot of money. And so it was, I didn't know why I was taking this stuff. I just remember feeling like one, this is a lot of money Two, If my dad sent me and he felt like this was important that I would follow through and I would take, I had my, my little like pills in my bag at next to, I had a TV in my room and next to it on the floor. And I remember like before school, I would take whatever I needed to. And then after school, I'd come home and I would take the other ones. I don't know if that was the right thing. Like <laughs> they did not break down when I was supposed to be taking it or anything like that. And I noticed like very quickly, my skin cart started to clear up. Now I didn't know that that was connected to what I was doing with the supplements. I honestly had no clue because I didn't like, honestly, you guys, I was so oblivious. Like I was so uneducated at this point. And, um, fast forward, I finished up my supplements, moved back with my mom or I moved back with my mom and I finished up my supplements. And I just, I, because I was so uneducated, I didn't know I should go buy them again. And I didn't know why my acne came back and why these other things came back. Once I started the supplements again, it wasn't until years later that I started to make this connection. So I moved back with my mom. My acne came back. My cycles came back. I started on soft muscle relaxers and I went to the doctor with my mom and she was like, well, you know, for your acne and your period, we'll put you on birth control. And I was like, I'm not going on birth control. Like I, I distinctly remember, I was like, I am not sexually active. I do not want birth control. The doctor made my mom leave the room <laughs> and she's like, Hey, it's okay. You know, like she's basically telling me it's okay. Like my mom isn't there. And I was like, listen, I, unless I am the next Virgin Mary, like, I haven't had sex. I'm not pregnant. Like, <laughs> you know, and it was kind of like a funny, a funny thing. Um, and she remembered that for years. Every time I went in, she was like, you're the girl that told me, <laughs> you, you know, and being 17, almost 18 and being pretty and not sexually active. Like that was kind of mind blowing to, to my doctor. And, um, so basically she's like, well, I don't know what else to do for your skin. So they referred me to a dermatologist, did all of the lotions and potions and creams and face washes and everything to try to clear up the acne. Um, I remember him telling me, you know, don't wash your face in the shower because da, 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 you have to wait till you get out. And I'm thinking, what the crap? <laughs> like, this is so stupid, you know, but anyways, I followed it. It still did not take care of the acne. There was still stuff happening inside my body. So being a female with acne, my next option was Accutane. And you have to take Accutane. When you take Accutane as a female, you have to take birth control because there are some yucky, nasty side effects, uh, with the body that, um, or like birth, birth defects can happen with in, in the body if you get pregnant. Oh, I was actually pretty lucky. I did not suffer from a lot of the Accutane symptoms being like, I didn't have dry skin. It wasn't super flaky. It didn't get red. It just cleared everything up and my skin was beautiful. I, uh, looking back now, I'm like, man, my skin was so, so nice. You know, like I wish that was something that could have continued for me. Like I took my 
Um, honestly, I kind of loved Accutane um, because my skin did so good. I ended up having to do two rounds of Accutane, stayed on birth control, got like by that point, got married with my husband um, and just stayed on birth control. I had taken it for several years. We get married. I want to have a baby. And so the month that I got off birth control, I got pregnant with my baby. And this wasn't even like maybe a year, barely a year after I had been off Accutane, maybe a little bit longer. But this was also the first time in my life where I did not realize how exhausted I was. We would be, I remember like distinctly being at church and just yawning and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even sing because I like every time I open my mouth, I'm yawning. And I was so embarrassed by that. And I was like, what the heck? But I was also waking up at like 4.30 in the morning. Both my husband woke up, both my husband and I woke up super early in the morning to go to work. Both of us preferred that. I got done by work at work by like two o'clock. And I would go to the gym on the way home and then I would come home and clean up the house and make dinner. And my house was like spotless and it was amazing. And <laughs> like, um, I got pregnant with baby and I remember cleaning the bathroom and just being like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of chemicals in here. There's a lot of smells in here. I probably shouldn't be breathing in all of these chemicals. You guys, I, I honestly don't know where that thought came from because I had never heard someone else say anything like that, at least not to my knowledge. So I talked to my husband about it and I was like, you know, I just, they say that women shouldn't clean litter boxes while they're pregnant. So I probably shouldn't be smelling in all these fumes. And my husband agreed. And so he took over cleaning the bathroom for a little while. That kind of died off because I came home earlier than he did. And it was just easier for me to do it myself. You know, a lot of times he, by the way, you guys like my husband is freaking awesome. He always is super helpful. But that was kind of like my first little moment, I think, of opening my mind. I hired a midwife and I wanted to have a natural home birth. All my mom and my sister had home births. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. And it was really like that was my list. Now, fast forward, pregnant, delivery. My delivery was horrendous, and I ended up having to be transferred to the hospital and going through that whole process of all of that. Baby comes. Six months later, I decided to start cloth diapering. I was inspired by a friend who was cloth diapering her baby, and so jumped on that bandwagon, I guess. <laughs> and again, on like several different forums and pages about uh cloth diapering and things like that. And people started talking about this thing called tea tree. I had no idea what that was. Tea tree oil. Okay. I'll go to the grocery store, buy, you know, buy some at the grocery stores. And then one thing led to another on mommy pages. They were talking about cloth diapering, essential oils, like all of this stuff. I got hooked on some of these natural wellness pages, started learning more and more about natural health and natural wellness. And I was like, Oh, this stuff is really cool. So I feel like this is a good place to wrap up this first part of my story. If you guys want to hear more about how I got started even further with natural health, 
then come back for part two. Before you go, I want to make an offer to you guys. Now, there's no pressure here, but if you are like me and you just want to get to the root of the issue and you want help and you want guidance and you just want to know what to do and you are an action taker and you are highly ambitious, we have several spots that are open for the Hanson Method. Our schedule fills up very quickly, so if you are interested in getting in filling out an application and joining us please take the time to visit the show notes and schedule your thyroid breakthrough call we will be talking to you about what is holding you back where do you want to go how do you want to feel and then give you our personal and professional recommendations on the next step for you so that you can get out of this thyroid chaos once and for all Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram. And please tag us. We love your reviews!